Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey guys, it's the Vice Guide right now, your inside look into the best of Vice. It's Friday, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. I don't know if that's copyrighted, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I'm a huge nerd. I'm Chris Hardy. Or as the asshole kids in fifth grade used to say, I'm Chris Nerdy. Today we have a story about murder and drugs, though not necessarily in the way that you would normally think of. We're talking about the global ayahuasca community and how they're reeling in the wake of two recent murders. So most people who have dabbled in drugs know what ayahuasca is. I assume if you're listening to this podcast, that probably applies to you. But if you don't know what ayahuasca is, it's kind of like the grandmother of all psychedelics. It's actually called the mother sometimes. It's a very intense, sometimes emotionally challenging experience to the user. The plant itself is native to South America and is usually taken as part of a ceremony that's led by a shaman. This has led to what some people call ayahuasca tourism, which is a really sensitive topic for the ayahuasca community, and also even the term itself is controversial. So something crazy happened a couple weeks ago, where a respected ayahuasca shaman was shot dead in a village in Peru, and a Canadian tourist was lynched in a suspected retribution killing. The shaman was 81 years old, her name was Olivia Arevalo Lomas, and the principal suspect in her murder is Sebastian Woodroff from British Columbia. Now, this story has been all over Canadian headlines, but it's been a lot less covered in the U.S. media. And now it's putting a spotlight on this complicated dynamic that exists in the ayahuasca community. So today we've got Vice's Ankita Rao speaking with reporter Allison Tierney on the story. So here we have a case of two people dying in Peru, both around the ayahuasca community. What exactly happened? Yeah, so a couple of weeks ago, um, and a shaman named Olivia uh, was killed in a shooting death in, in a village in Peru. And a Canadian tourist was lynched in what is a suspected retribution killing. Uh, basically, the villagers thought that this Canadian killed their beloved shaman. And essentially, it appears that they may have taken justice into their own hands and lynched him. So basically there was a cell phone video that came up showing a man being dragged on the ground with a noose around his neck and there's just a a crowd of people around him. And a couple of days later, this man was found in a makeshift grave nearby. And since then, basically media attention surrounding this has blown up and that's probably in part due to this dynamic of a Canadian being lynched and this beloved shaman who was associated with ayahuasca being murdered. The Canadian who was recently killed in Peru, Sebastian Woodruff, 41 years old, is from British Columbia on the west coast of Canada. And the shaman who was murdered, um, her name was Olivia Arvalo Lomas, and she was 81 years old. 
Sebastian is the primary suspect currently in the murder of the shaman, Olivia. We don't necessarily know right now why he would have killed Olivia, but authorities have talked about a number of theories. What are some of those theories and possible motives? Um, One theory that authorities talked about is there was a potential personal debt involved with the shaman's relatives and they said that it's possible Sebastian may have committed this this killing because of a debt. There's also been this theory going around that Sebastian may have been trying to seek some sort of knowledge, training, um, ceremony with Olivia related to ayahuasca. Um, Unconfirmed right now, I would say, but that's another theory that's been going around is that it's possible she turned him down for such a request. That's something people have been talking about, too. What is ayahuasca tourism, and how does that play into this story? So the term ayahuasca tourism is something that's pretty controversial in the ayahuasca scene. While there are people who certainly go to the Amazon from more of a tourist perspective, especially as ayahuasca has grown in popularity, There's a lot of people who are very intimately involved in the ayahuasca scene in Peru, as well as other countries in the Amazon, who would not describe themselves at all as tourists. You know, journeyers is what some of them would describe themselves as uh, more accurately. What sort of tension exists between people who go to these ayahuasca ceremonies from Canada and the U.S. and other countries and the indigenous people who have looked over this ceremony and this plant for for centuries. Yeah, I guess it's people from all around the world who go to the Amazon to have ayahuasca experiences. And it's obviously become quite a financial opportunity for some people in Peru. So that's a positive thing. But obviously, it's so trendy right now to get involved with uh, ayahuasca ceremonies. So it's possible that there's some people who just don't do their research properly and don't understand maybe everything that they need to before they go down there. And basically, Sebastian, from what we know from his crowdfunding page and YouTube videos and etc. You know, I've sifted through his Facebook posts. It appears that he wanted to almost become a healer himself. He talked about wanting to become an addictions counselor and that he wanted to study plant medicine in a relationship to this. And the problem that that brings up is that becoming a healer is a really big deal. It's a huge, long process. And it's not something that everyone can do. You, you can't necessarily just decide to do it. And so, you know, someone may want to go and have an ayahuasca experience, but to go and with this intention of I'm going to become a healer, my sources describe that is something that's happening too commonly. Foreigners coming down there and having this sort of fantasy that that's what, that's what they're going to do and that might be their destiny. What was the response from the community that has grown around ayahuasca and psychedelic healing? So Zoe, who is 
the founder of Cosmic Sister, which is basically a, a psychedelic advocacy network. She got into contact with me and was talking about how this is having an impact on the global ayahuasca scene, basically. Whenever tragedies like this happen, there's been a couple of different incidents over the years um, that, you know, end up being associated with ayahuasca, whether that's fair or not. And what she said is that, you know, this can hurt the community because there are a number of people who obviously get benefits from doing ayahuasca. And, you know, she said that it would be such a shame if incidents like these deter people because these incidents end up being associated with ayahuasca, even though we don't know with Sebastian and Olivia, if ayahuasca had anything to do with it at this time, there's theories that have come up from authorities and through various forms in the media. Um, but I think that the truth is that we don't necessarily know right now if ayahuasca was even associated. But even the fact that we know that Sebastian went down there and that he had taken ayahuasca in Peru before and that he was interested in studying plant medicine. And we know that this shaman was an ayahuasca shaman. Those associations, you know, people latch on to those and it has the potential to sort of overshadow what good things ayahuasca is doing for so many people, um, which is unfortunate. You know, we do hear about these negative incidents more than the positive, which is just how media works. Um, it's just what people gravitate towards, it seems. What is drawing people to ayahuasca? Because this is clearly a growing community and, and more and more people are attracted to it. I mean, my sources talked about how people started really going down to Peru in the 80s and the Amazon in general. You know, it's not just Peru. And the reasons vary, obviously, person to person. But we do know that uh, some people say that ayahuasca has healed them. I mean, the one woman I spoke to had PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, which she told me was healed by participating in ayahuasca ceremonies. But also people do it just for enlightenment purposes. You know, there's many things that people get out of psychedelics, but the healing thing is obviously very important. If people are who, you know, have ailments that maybe haven't responded to other Western medicine, they can go and participate in ayahuasca ceremony and it helps them, then obviously that's a great thing. Do you think that there will be any short or long-term impact of this case on that community and the way that people approach some of these retreats and shamans? Uh, yeah, I think that there's always that potential. I mean, think about, say, you're like in your 20s and you're going to tell your mother that you're going to go take ayahuasca in a ceremony in Peru, depending on <laughs> who your parents are, they might be like, oh, that sounds really dangerous. But then think about when the stuff comes up in the media, it sounds even more dangerous. Some people already associate ayahuasca as being a drug, which the people who are involved with it call it a medicine. But, you know, the whole stigma around substances is an issue just in itself. But then when you add this layer of having these negative incidents associated with it, it becomes an even bigger problem. So, I mean, try to tell a family member who cares about you that you're going to go do ayahuasca. 
and just explaining to them what it is in general could be challenging. But then if they know about news that's been associated like this, it could be even more uh, of a troublesome matter, I would think. The story is evolving, so make sure to follow Allison Tierney's reporting on Vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. And tune in again on Monday for another Vice Guide to Right Now.